My name is Catherine Kelly, um, and as I already mentioned, I'm the project officer based at um, on the for Higher Education Access Tracker, and I work with practitioners um, and wine and participation teams across the north of England um, to help them um, implement the database and use the database to its full capacity. Um, just a little bit about my background. I'm not, I've never been a practitioner, and um, I actually came straight into the role um, after doing a master's degree in the United States. So this um, tool that I've been developing since I started my uh, job at HEAT really stems from uh, my academic background in America. So just to have that context. Um, so I'm just going to give you an, a, a very brief overview of HEAT if you don't know what HEAT is. Uh, and then I'll go into the tool and what, and what we're looking at with the tool and show you how you can implement, in, introduce Narupi within, within the tool. So HEAT um, is really a database and a service that helps universities target and plan uh, their WP outreach, uh, monitor their activities and evaluate their activities. So we have um, planning data sets with all the information on schools um, from Edubase, from the National People data sets to help universities target. Uh, we have Postcode Profiler to help you identify different levels of socioeconomic status for different groups. Um, we have fields within the database where you can insert all of your activity level data, how long an intervention occurs, how many people um, attend the activity and so forth. Um, and we help you to evaluate your activities by um, when you add your student data to HEAT, we then send that data off to external organisations um, and match who match the student data um, and give us back with the Higher Education uh, Statistics Agency, the Department for Education, uh, and the individual learner records. So we're trying to build a, a longitudinal track uh, to um, see what happens to students uh, once they've participated in an intervention. So when I first started the job um, working with these practitioners, I would um, go and have meetings with them and I'd ask, um, how, how do you plan your activity? Um, how do you map your objectives to your activity uh, so that you know what you want to get out of heat at the end? Um, and I found that, um, for, for the most part, a lot of people hadn't really thought, thought that through to such an extent. And I started working on a document that they could use uh, to go through the planning process. Um, and in December of last year, I thought, every, we, all put the, we put all the data into the database. You, if you put in, the, in your actual planning data into the database, we can give you a before and after um, kind of view of what, what you <coughs> intend to, to do in the activity and then what actually occurs. Uh, so that's where the idea for the tool came, came to be. So I've actually been working with a group of um, practitioners, uh, a few from Narupi, uh, so like Julian, Marianne and Wes, um, to name a few. And we've spent three, we had three kind of very long sessions uh, where we met to design, design this tool, make it user friendly um, and very practical. So why would we want to develop a planning tool? Um, we want to help HEAT members to plan and explicitly state uh, the scope and purpose of the evaluation. Um, so what type of evaluation is it that you want to do? What, what, evalu what evaluation questions do you have? Um, what stakeholders are you reporting to? Um, 
we want then to help HEAT members create a logic model or insert their evaluation for it, framework into HEAT, uh, such as Narupi, which I'll show you um, shortly. Doing this helps, helps you to link your intended outcomes to your, your actual outcomes, um, linking your intended target population to your actual target population, and then eventually you'll be able to produce a report uh, for those of you who are familiar with HEAT, it will be like the delivery report that you can download as a Word document, so it's, you can edit it and contextualise the data. Um, and so it's really a reflective process and it's very practical and some of it might seem very obvious, but when you use the database to do this, it will hopefully make the evaluation more, um, um, more meaningful. So the main functions of the tool um, fall into these three categories. So you have the planning section, where you focus your evaluation. You, um, you put in your stakeholders, um, who, who is involved in collecting the data, who's designing the plan, and so forth. What, when you need to give data to certain individuals, what type of data they need to see. Um, and then you go on to focusing the evaluation plan what is the need that the evaluation is addressing um, and then describing your program so how does your activity actually achieve um, its intended results so working through that process generating a theory of change from there you can then gather credible evidence so mapping um, your from your outcomes figuring out how to measure those outcomes and gathering the evidence um, to um, analyze the data and then, event, and then the final aspect is the reporting. So it's linking what you hope to achieve versus what actually happens. So um, the stakeholders uh, section is really the first, the first thing, identifying who it is you uh, are reporting to, who's involved in the evaluation, who's going to be affected by the evaluation, or who will the evaluation actually have, have an effect on. Uh, so using HEAT, you would add stakeholders in the same way you would add a contact except you would state your explicit engagement with those stakeholders and you can then set dates and events for when you need to send specific data or reports to those individuals. And this is kind of an example of how we envisage it to look. So you have all of the different contact details, all of the tabs that you would go into to make your, to tighten your information and here's the en en engagement section as an example. And doing this just really helps you to um, use the evaluation for the way it was actually intended to be used. So, um, knowing that you have to report to offer, you will um, you will frame your re reports in a specific way, and offer would obviously be a key stakeholder. Um, focusing the plan um, really helps you to um, do what is feasible within an evaluation. So. Um, a full out impact assessment with control groups might not be feasible for what it is you're trying to do. Um, and so within this section, users will identify the type of evaluation that you're conducting. So whether it's a process evaluation, um, whether it's just simply <coughs> outcome monitoring or whether you are actually trying to do an impact assessment. Um, what triggered the need for the evaluation? So. I guess offer targets is, is one, one example, or maybe if you've got uh, external donor funding and you need to report back to them. Um, 
Explaining the intended use of the findings, is this for research purposes or is it just to monitor, to um, report back to um, senior management? Uh, and then actually explaining your evaluation questions, which will be based on the type of the evaluation that you're doing. And here's an example in the focus of evaluation plan section. So you can see here we have evaluation questions that are linked to the type of evaluation. So a user would select the, um, the type of evaluation they're doing. So if it's implementation fidelity, you have to what extent was the program delivered to the specified population? Um, or to what extent did the participants receive the relevant time of the activity? Did it run for three hours, but it was actually supposed to run for five? Um, process evaluation, process quality. So did the students actually engage with the program content or were there aspects of the program that worked better than other aspects? And so it just really pieces out evaluation um, and by stating explicitly what you are trying to achieve, um, it helps you at, in, at the end when, you, when it comes to reporting your results. And so we get to the Narupi um, section, uh, describing the program or activity. So you focus your evaluation, you know what it, what it is you are, you're trying to achieve, um, and you then have to describe how your program is intended to work. What is the process that your program um, goes through to go from the resources you put into it to the results, the outcomes that you've identified. So um, I've taken a quote from the journal article that you um, produced in November. And this is essentially what Narupi has done. It's mapping aspects of activities or activities as a whole onto theoretically informed aims and objectives. And so just doing that in, in and of itself is a type of evaluation. And like um, Annette mentioned earlier, and I think Marianne did as well, um, doing this is actually um, informed different aspects of an activity that you, may, you wanted to then redesign because you realised maybe it didn't achieve an, an aim that it should have. Um, and so it's a reflective um, activity to do this and it helps you further identify measurable outcomes for what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, what Narupi has also done is contextualised the activities. So you've split activities into different levels and you've um, looked at activities that are of varying intensity. And by contextualising the programme, um, you can really, it just, um, when it comes to, to evaluating what your, um, your, your data, it really just bring, draws everything in. So what need is the programme addressing? Is it addressing a gap in attainment? Or is it a gap in um, confidence, for example? Um, it's just trying to be very specific and thinking really carefully about exa exactly what it is your activity is trying to do. Um, how developed is the programme or activity you are um, evaluating? Is it a pilot programme or is it being delivered? Is it being running for 10 years, which will also might have, a, have an effect on the evaluation you conduct? What are the intended outcomes of your programme? And I'll add to that, are there any possible unintended outcomes that you might not have thought of? Um, the context um, around the programme you're evaluating, is it, is it urban or rural? Are faculty members delivering it or student ambassadors? Um, all those kinds of things will have, a, have an effect on, on your outcomes.
um, who is your target population? Um, do you target at a cohort level or do you target specific students? Um, and then creating the logic model and describing your evaluation methodology. So again, it's quite extensive and you, a lot of work will have to go into inputting data into this, uh, but hopefully it should kind of get you thinking more carefully about how your activity is intended to work so that you can evaluate it more, most effectively. So creating your logic model, um, this is kind of how we envisage it to work. Obviously, it's still in the developmental stage, um, so it might not look like this. Um, but you would essentially, you have all of the sections of a logic model, so resources, inputs and activities, outputs, outcomes and impact. And you would just type in free text uh, what it is that into each section and add, add it and it will produce a logic model. So your resources, you might have seminar rooms available on campus. Um, an aspect of your activity might be revision workshops. An output then would be two hours, for example, spent on subject revision, subject specific revision. Um, and quantifying that is quite useful. So this is where if you do an implementation fidelity, if this actually only lasts one, one hour instead of two, then you can, you can evaluate that. Um, enhanced subject knowledge, which is a Narupi um, outcome, and then successful transition to university as an example. So you'd like continuously put in all of this information. And you should eventually um, get a logic model. So this, I think this is level three. I think these outcomes are level three. Um, so really you're mapping these outcomes to the process of the activity. So um, you may have several hours spent visit, uh, visiting a museum or a campus visit. Um, the students will have, an, if, a student, if a student ambassador is delivering it, they'll have time spent with other students. And so it's thinking really carefully, exactly what does my activity do? Um, you may work on subject revision, for example. And so, different parts of the logic model will fit for different types of evaluation that you want to look at. So looking at um, inputs and outputs will really help you with your process evaluation and implementation fidelity. And then looking at your outcomes and your impact will really help you with your outcome monitoring and impact assessment. So laying it out like this then helps you to um, assign measurable outcomes for what it is you're trying to achieve. Um, this is just an example of um, how the tool it's, we're trying to be very practical with this. We have the planning data sets that I, that I mentioned earlier, and we have a postcode profile built into the database. So um, users can put in postcodes, or they'll put in, um, look for certain schools to see if they fit certain criteria. So why don't we use that to show whether or not universities are actually hit, hitting the targets? So at a school level, um, Mem users can insert figures for different, um, these are all, um, this is all data that we have in the planning data sets. So you'd insert figures into these um, columns and um, we can show you the, per the percentage of um, schools that hit your targets, for example. And the same works at the student level. Some of this can be 
you can get it straight from the postcode but others you'll have to actually collect the data you'd have to say we want students with a specific level of performance and then actually collect their performance data after you deliver the activity but some of it is more um, instant and then gather incredible evidence so using the um, out using the logic model you can then map on uh, where you'll get the data from so for the outputs and the inputs you can use the activity data that you add to heat to see whether or not you've achieved those and then um, the outcomes so Narupi has mapped um, evaluation questions to the different objectives so you might use those or you might do focus groups or um, any other kind of methodology to measure a specific outcome and then other out other outcomes or impacts you might be able to use the heat track for and so you would then have to collect the five pieces of student data to get that data back and you would know when you would be able to get the data in return so you know that the heat track is very longitudinal it might take se it'll take several years to get that data back but whereas the surveys and the activity data is immediate and so reporting um, you then compare your intended with your actual um, target population so again I'm, I'm repeating myself but you'd use the heat planning data sets that we have the postcode profiler and then self-reported data um, we can also see using heat if students have participated in other activities that you've delivered and you could add that to contextualize your results as well and then looking at the outputs and outcomes so the heat tracking data where available can be used um, for your, for the, for your um, analysis and then any self-reported data that you've collected and the survey data or qualitative data that you have so um, by integrating this into the database it just makes it more um, amenable um, and by having a report that you can download in Word we're hoping will help you to like contextualize your data more you can add um, you can add quotes and um, provide more context to the to the quantitative data that heat provide um, when you when you get that data back so um, that's really um, everything that I have to say for now um, yeah that's what we're looking at thank you thank you